Don't ask questions. Just consume product and then get excited for next product. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack. Horsemen, horsemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blinders on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and latch to nonsense cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing too. Welcome back to the underground. This is episode 47. I'm once again joined by Wild West Pimp Style. Joseph Nations. Yeah, I get the gunfires going out oh, there. Man. Okay, I'll have to add that. Yeah, listen, this is a an evolving thing. It's an evolving uh-huh. thing. Who said that anyway? Um, okay, so it was it Sounds was like some, Hillary Clinton. No, no, I know. Ah, okay. Well, that's interesting that you say that because a lot of people believe that you can tell uh, a, some a political someone who's in politics, you can tell their opinions based on their cadence. And that lady does have quite a uh, Hillary Clinton cadence to her voice. Yes. Uh, that I do not remember the lady's name, but she was one of the people who was trying to keep Texas from getting uh, a constitutional carry this year. Oh. And one of her arguments would be was that the pimps would then be uh, running the con- the, like the state essentially and she said it will be like wild That's west right. pimp style, style. <laughs> and ever and 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 you just go so no one's gonna no one's gonna say that's 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 kind of racist like who do you think she was referring to when she said that can we please yep. can we all please but i think it's hilarious at the same time I and mean, you have to make fun of these people so the best way to do it is to take the clips of them and make them sound dumb just sort of like uh there's people out there who aren't listening to god and what god wants I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. You know, David, when they're talking we about just the Holy figured Pope. out what we can call people who, you know how, like, who donate and give us time. We can call them apostles oh, of the show. Oh, no. <laughs> we got it. Apostles. We could have like a level. It's like level one is layman, level two is deacon. <laughs> that <laughs> is uh, is, that, that is like the most boomer thing I think you've ever come up with. <laughs> hey, she said it, not me. Th- that's like uh, that's legitimately like something that Francis Francis Collins would uh, would come up with for some sort of thing that he was doing. So it was just taking their terms yeah. and uh, using it in a funny way. <laughs> Apostles. Call them uh, apostles of the state. Well, um, I don't know. But speaking, I don't actually. I don't know how that, to yeah, well, what was that be segue? segue that into this segment. So I'm just gonna do a hard segue. Uh, if you've been following us this long, episode 47, uh, then we appreciate you. Thank you. Just want to say it means a lot to us. Uh, number two. Uh, Clearly, if you've been listening to us this long, what we utilize here is a value for value system. And basically what that means is that whatever value you feel and believe that we are giving to you, you can donate back to us in the form of your time, your talent and treasure. If you go to the show notes, click the direct me link, you'll get links to everything I'm about to mention. Uh, So the treasure would be your money. There's a PayPal link donation. You can go there Then your time and your talent would be, you know, if you want to do artwork for our podcast, cover art, if you want to uh, 
do any audio editing or video editing, any type of sending us clips or news articles, whatever, for whether if it's for our episodes that release on Tuesdays or this episode, our entertainment episodes, uh, we'd be appreciated. Again, the two best things that you can do uh, regardless of if you do those three things is to share our podcast on social media and download the episodes. Those have been helping us out a lot. Also go to our YouTube and Aussie page, like subscribe and comment and interact with us. And yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. That train's definitely getting rolling. I'm just like constantly when I'm at work thinking through in my head, like, okay, so how are we going to, I was like, all right, what can I put on YouTube? It's like, what can I do to make sure that it, you know, because it's it's been great for yeah. us. I mean, the growth has been good. I've seen numbers in a lot of different places, and I'm I'm attributing this to YouTube um, mostly. Though I think I've seen our download numbers go up for the show too, so that has been great. Um, and also, our links are getting clicked on, uh, which is also yep. something that's good to see. So uh, those numbers go up slowly, and uh, honestly, man, over the last nine months, it's just been really cool to see. Yep, people really. Uh, been, and again, it's that sharing on social media even mm-hmm. if you don't have any money to donate donate to us or maybe you're limited on talent um, or maybe you have plenty of talent and you have plenty of money like sharing our podcast if you like it uh, and downloading the episodes are the mm-hmm. two best things that you can do yeah and if and if you're if you have uh, comments concerns suggestions whatever the case may be please uh, send it to our email um, yep. e- even if I well I because I know I, I occasionally people will have comments or whatever the case may be for people that I know in person. Um, if you can send it to an email or some way that I can like copy and paste that so I remember during the show. Because if you just tell me one day and we have a conversation about it and then I go, oh yeah, and, and we and it's a good talk or whatever, I'm not going to remember for the next show. It will. Yeah. It, it's like that's that's just kind of the way that it is. I have to have it like physically in fr- in front of me or like on my computer screen or I, it's going to slip my mind. Um, we miss topics sometimes because of that. So, right. Um, yeah. So thank you guys. And I, uh, I guess we're just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, I did want to mention one thing before we get into the topics so that I don't forget this, Joseph. Um, I, and you don't care about horror, so this doesn't really matter to you at all. Um, but I watched, uh, I watched a couple movies that have been in my back catalog for like six months or so. Um, this weekend yeah what are you talking to me about it you're saying like one of them was my little pony twilight oh bro i've already seen all the twilight movies have we talked about the creepy animatronic doll from twilight we have talked about that right okay um yeah i feel like i bring that up all the time it's hilarious (laughs) uh no but i watched uh two i would kind of call them indie movies uh one of them was from japan uh it's called one shot of the dead and it's a uh i don't i don't really want to give any thing away like if you're into indie movies and you're really Mm -hmm. into uh stuff that just is gonna it's really experimental i guess is the way that Mm -hmm. i would put it it's it's kind of a zombie movie it's kind of not i know that sounds confusing but it makes sense when you actually watch the movie and what's it called it's called one shot of the dead so the first uh, like 35 minutes of the movie is a single shot so the camera never stops rolling for the entire thing. And it's it's interesting because there's all these weird sort of awkward moments during that one shot. And they feel completely out of place. But then as the movie progresses, uh, you learn why a lot of the stuff is happening. And it actually turns into like a kind of a comedy. Um, uh. It doesn't hit all the beats exactly. Right. 
but it also there were a lot of moments where I went, oh, that was awesome. That was really cool. Uh, you know, and, and so for if you're into that kind of stuff and and kind of really into just like how stuff is made, this is the kind of movie that'll probably like uh, scratch some kind of itch. And it's only an hour and a half, so it's a it's a pretty quick watch. Um, the other one uh, that I watched this weekend is called Psycho Gorman. So that's Psycho and then G-O-R-M-A-N, like Gorman. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of this weird homage to 90s Power Ranger-esque like TV shows. Mm-hmm. Except that it's about this alien from another planet that comes down and he's like he's essentially the the like evil he's like the bad guy and this little girl gets a hold of a like a his this like gemstone or whatever and whoever holds a gemstone basically controls him and so the whole movie is this like murderous like villain like one of the first things he does in the movie is like and this is like like an indie flick it's pretty it's pretty violent but it's it's also kind of a comedy um he like rips this these two dudes like heads off or whatever and and they're like blood flying everywhere and it's crazy uh and then this like little 10 year old girl gets a hold of the stone and she makes him like play games with him and she's kind of like irritating like the kid actors in the movie are a little irritating but Mm. it's so refreshing to see something that's kind of fun and it's it's not taking itself too seriously like it knows exactly what it's doing um so if you're into that kind of stuff i i I would suggest uh that one as well you can find both these movies on amazon on shutter if you get a seven day free trial you can watch them free on there and we're not getting paid by them i'm just giving you some advice uh if you're into that kind of stuff if not don't waste your time because you're not (laughs) you're not gonna like them Um, and another movie they can watch i think is on amazon as well is Train to Busan. I'm oh, going to have yes. Kayla watch it again. Yes, Train to I'm Busan. I'm going to have Kayla watch it for the first time this weekend. But um, we're going to... Uh, yeah. Looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have to talk about that one soon. Um, that is legitimately my favorite zombie movie of all time. It's specifically yep. oh. in that category. And it's it's probably top top five horror, I would say. I don't... Mm. Uh, there honestly i might put it in my top three like there's an argument that it would be in my top top three horror movies of all time it's definitely in my top three mainly because i don't like horror movies so i haven't seen a ton of them (laughs) yeah well that's Um, the thing is like you you have to kind of like ease yourself into the genre and you got to find the stuff because there's a lot of really good horror out there that isn't like the nun or the conjuring or any of that garbage that just it's like oh we're just it's just jump scares you know it's like paranormal activity is what mm-hmm. a lot of people think about with horror and they're like oh i don't want to go into something and just constantly be on edge because something's going to jump out at me it's like well good horror doesn't doesn't rely on that good horror is mm-hmm. about the situations that people find themselves in it's like i was telling you about um midnight mass earlier this year yeah uh which might have a couple jump scares in it but a majority of that is more of the horror that human beings sort of like cause on themselves and like uh, falling for something without um, like questioning what's going on behind that mm-hmm. and and why it is the way it is. And uh, the guys that, that are one of the guys that's behind that, whose name's slipping my mind right now. I literally just watched something on red letter media about it yesterday and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, anyway, uh, he's done a lot of stuff like that. Haunting of Hill house and Bly Manor are both, much more sort of like grounded ghost stories and it's not just about Mm. like 
oh, 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 jump people. scares. Oh, here it comes. The loud music, um, which is what a lot of people consider to be horror movies. It's it's a little more slow paced. You're you're nervous and worried because you're worried about the characters, it's that kind of stuff. Um, another really right. good one that he's done that's on Netflix is uh, oh shoot, a uh, hush. Uh, it's about this yeah. this uh, woman who can't. She's deaf, and she lives alone in a house. And a guy is essentially trying to like break into uh, the house to like hurt her, steal stuff from her. I can't quite remember. Um, it's pretty good, especially for like a Netflixy type thing. Um, it's not bad. I have to check yeah. that out. Um, I, I've been told that my favorite genre of horror movie is like home invasion, which might not be <laughs> totally inaccurate. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah uh, that kind of stuff wouldn't so i wouldn't bother me i don't really care for horror movies to where it's all just what am i looking for just blood and guts everywhere but i'd say that and probably my favorite horror movies i would say would be train to busan um or train to busan i should say and then uh 28 days later and 28 weeks later i really like them and that's probably more nostalgic for me on the 28 weeks later mm-hmm. uh, but 28 days later was really good um i watched that last year too i watched a lot yeah. of movies last year i had a lot of free time <laughs> i really like the zombie ones that's kind of you know yeah. what i go for and then also home invasion stuff as well but most of the ones i guess i never really considered that kind of stuff oh i just realized another or have you ever seen what we do in the shadows what we do in the shadows it's about who's in that uh uh oh shoot Jermaine Clemens uh Taika it's Ta- Taika Waititi directed it before he did uh Thor Ragnarok um if you haven't seen that I'm adding that to the list because that movie is fantastic uh so good I don't think I have it's basically if you took the you know the big concept of the office where someone is like recording a group of people in their like daily life Mm -hmm. but it was about vampires living together in new zealand yeah that's oh nice that's what it is um yeah add it to the list yes oh yes because i've been looking for more comedy to add to that list because uh there aren't there's only like a handful on there uh and i wanted i wanted to put some more like pure comedy stuff on there and that's basically what that movie is it's so good nice so good um, all right, so let's get into the first the first topic. Um, this I don't know how long this is. This one's really going to take. Uh, it's it's pretty dumb, but it's been making its way around the internet, so I figured we should talk about it. Um, you, it. YouTube has decided to get rid of the like button. Sorry, excuse me, the dislike button. Uh, and people aren't really taking it so well. But I I, I thought we should hear from their spokesperson before we kind of make a decision about it. Um, okay. So let's let's hear what. Um, this guy has to say why is this not showing up don't forget to unmute it um i don't even have the uh oh my goodness the what you just blacked out on me too did i that's fine give me yeah. one second uh i'm gonna oh, talk here it about <laughs> i found <Okay>. it <laughs> here we go all right unmute it Hey folks, you may have seen a while back that YouTube announced it was experimenting with making dislike counts private to only the creator of the video. Now, if you're like me, you were surprised by that. I mean, I've always thought seeing the number of dislikes on a video helps us know as viewers if it's a good video or not, if it's a helpful tutorial or not, or if what a creator is, is saying in their video is generally agreed with 
or not. But unfortunately, research teams at YouTube have found there's this whole other use for disliking a video that I had never experienced as a creator and you may not have either. Apparently, groups of viewers are targeting a video's dislike button to drive up the count, turning it into something like a, a, a game with a visible scoreboard. And it's usually just because they don't like the creator or what they stand for. That's a big problem when half of YouTube's mission is to give everyone a voice. So <laughs> earlier in 2021, YouTube experimented with making the public dislike count private to see if it would help reduce these coordinated dislike attacks across the platform. And after analysis, they did see a reduction. So the update from YouTube is that the dislike button is staying, but the dislike counts will now be private. You can still dislike videos and that action will be used to tune your own recommendations, but you won't be able to see the dislike count. Only the creator can find it on the back end if they want. Now, a few common questions we saw from the initial experiment. First, without a public dislike count, how can viewers tell if a video is worth watching? Again, I kind of had this question too, but it turns out that while viewers might use the dislike count to give them a sense of a video's worth, when the teams looked at the data across millions of viewers and videos in the experiment, they didn't see a noticeable difference in viewership, regardless of whether they could see the dislike count or not. In other words, it didn't really matter if a video had a lot of dislikes or not, they still watched. Next common question, if creators can still see the dislike count on the back end, how's that any different? They can see it if they look for it inside Studio Analytics under the Engagement tab. But overall, it's much less likely to cause stress and embarrassment if the count isn't visible to the public. And one more common question, is this because YouTube Rewind got lots of dislikes? No. Although there are some teams internally who have learned yes, the hard yes, way <laughs> what it feels like to get lots of dislikes. Now, this again is about protecting all creators and making sure they have a chance to succeed and feel safe in doing so. All right, <laughs> so that's the update. I hope it doesn't cause too much frustration. Honestly, I think you're gonna get used to it pretty quickly and keep in mind other platforms don't even have a dislike button. So consider that, thank you, and I hope you're well. I one thing before we get into this, I'm going to tell you an opinion I have. Okay. I don't particularly like the like or dislike button. I would prefer, I think it would be more accurate to say like a star system, like one to five stars, uh. because sometimes you, you know, to dislike something or even to like something like let's use liking i may like a video and it's not necessarily that i agree with everything the content creator put out i may like a video be like you know what even though i disagree with you and disagree with a majority of what you said in this video i do like this one point you made you've convinced me on something i'll give you a like right right or the flip end i may agree with I say I, someone may agree with everything in a video and then, you know, the commentator says something stupid, right? And then they dislike it just in a one moment saying something stupid and uh -huh. they dislike it, right? So I think a star system, I think that's what YouTube used to do, if I remember correctly, before uh, I, they... I don't remember, to be honest. Um, I think so well, back Netflix, in the old days Netflix, they did. Netflix had a one to five uh, star system back in the day. So the only reason I probably disagree with that is because a like or dislike is just much simpler yeah, I know. So, I know it's much simpler, but I think like and the star gonna, system gives it more thought into it. Yeah, but 
people don't want that. It's too much thought for most people. And if you think about it, if someone was just going to dislike your video anyway, they're just going to give you one star anyway. Well, you know, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, I was Probably. trying to find a shoe on head. Well, so, had, what was this YouTube rewind stuff that got uh, uh, um, sent to hell and dislikes? It's, it's. I might even be able to to pull it up. It. Um, so I. I the reason this video has 154,000 dislikes. I, yeah, isn't which that, I find hilarious. <laughs> it has 14k likes and 154k dislikes, uh, which is hilarious. Um, there was so infamously, um, or famously, I guess, YouTube Rewind from like 2018, 2019. I'm trying. Let me see if I can find it. Um, got uh, like huge. Uh, <laughs> like a huge amount of dislikes and there's all these uh memes that came YouTube out rewind? of it where huh what oh, was youtube rewind? sorry yeah i should explain that first so youtube rewind was something that they would do every year to sort of celebrate youtube um and the creators on the platform and mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems that they had with it is that uh, they were always highlighting these massive creators and a lot of times it was people that other people didn't like and then they started bringing celebrities into it so like the one that everyone's always referring to is the one where Will Smith is in it and at the beginning he goes he's like ha ha like and he and he looks through these like binoculars over the Grand Canyon or whatever and he's like oh look at there or whatever and then it like zooms up to people up in like a Fortnite school bus or whatever from you know when that was like uh, the big thing. The thing. Let me see if I can find this. YouTube, YouTube real. So I, I couldn't remember that, but yeah, now it might that not you say that, I know what here. you're talking about. That's funny. I thought it was also because the White House videos were ago, all one. like had thousands upon oh. thousands of dislikes. Well, that was the other point. Like I, ratio. Yeah, that was the other point. <laughs> okay, it's this one. I'm gonna play just the beginning of this, so because okay. this is eight minute video. Um, but let me let me to your point real quick. Um, yes, that is that is one of the reasons they're doing it. And Shuan Head called them out on Twitter for it. She was like, you're doing this to cover for the White House. Because if you go to the White House's YouTube page, all of their videos have huge dislikes uh, uh, dude, on all the videos. I've done it because yes, it's so funny. I clicked funny. on all of them yeah. um, um, and looked at all of them. Had, I was like, no way. So I was like, no, I'm going to go through every single video so I can see. And every single video had, I mean... A thousand times, like ratio-wise, more dislikes than likes. It was crazy. You know what? I won't play this. I'll just leave this in the com in the uh, the section for people to see. But just so people are aware, the YouTube rewind from 2018. Uh, <laughs> so it has three million likes. Right? Pretty good, right? Yeah. Nineteen million dislikes. <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's a lot of Out people. Of how many views is that? Two hundred and twenty-one million. Yep. Dang, gum, dude. Nin and nineteen million people. Nineteen million are like, nope. <laughs> Across the globe. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let me copy and paste this into the show notes real quick. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, that is that's that's okay. So and and there are other incidences that I I can't even think of. There are a lot of creators on the platform that YouTube has liked over the years that have um. Uh, that other people just don't like because they end up being mm -hmm. just like jerks or, uh, you know, their content just goes way downhill. And the button is there so that if you have an audience, whether you have an audience or not, they can actually uh, they can look at it. Right. 
Um, so it's it's dumb. Uh, you know, they're they're le- the guy even at the beginning of the video. He talks about all the reasons why he thought the dislike button was important, and everyone goes yes. And and then he goes, unfortunately, YouTube scientists or whatever he called them are uh, are out there like, oh, but we know the truth. And it's like, no, that's not the case. It's like y'all just have done our research and based off of the data, trust, trust, which means, hey, Disney got a hold of us because every time they put out a new video, everyone's still pissed at them. And so they dislike all of their uh, their videos into oblivion because their content is garbage. Um, So, yeah. That that's the that's whole funny. dislike button drama. It's the YouTube drama of twenty twenty one. I mean that every year there's something. Every single year there's something. Um, all right, so let's move on to this uh, this next story. We got to actually have a couple from bounding into comics uh, this week because I just got on there and I was like, well, let's see what they've got going on because I didn't feel like looking on other websites. Um, I got. I'm sometimes I get so tired of looking on some of these other gaming websites because it's just irritating. Every yeah. every gaming website or every like entertainment website is biased, but at least I know that like bounding into comics is like kind of looking into stuff, yeah. Uh, despite being uh, not like a shill for Disney or any of these other big corporations, right? Uh, which seems to be the case. Um, Marvel is having quite a bit of drama. We've got another story coming up to about this. Uh, Bob uh, Chapek rumored to be feuding with Kevin Feige over Marvel's new woke strategy. Uh, so this is semi due to Eternals because uh, it's not making money, uh, which we'll get into in the next story. But they had a massive drop off at the uh, the box office since uh, opening weekend. Um, and Bob, from what I've heard, who took over recently? I can't remember exactly when he took over from Bob Iger, and I don't know what's with all these right. Bobs being uh, the head of, of Disney charge. or whatever. But you know, it is what it is. Um, but let me read a little, just a little bit of this, and then uh, we can we can talk about it some. Uh, the Walt Disney Company CEO Bob Chapek is rumored to be feuding with Marvel studio boss Kevin Feige over Marvel's new woke strategy. Uh, the rumor comes from. Uh, from Scooper on YouTube, Overlord DVD, in a video titled, Feige Pulled a Last Jedi with MCU. In the video, uh, uh, it's laid out that Feige's new strategy for the cinematic universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, stating, uh, Feige is selling all of his new MCU garbage by claiming it will be more economical to use newer and less popular characters. Um like Ironheart and um, Miss Marvel, uh, then OG characters like Tony Stark or Steve Rogers. He continues, Kevin Feige apparently thinks, hey, I'm Kevin Feige, I can put my crap up there on screen and it will work great because I'm so great. (laughs) It will be amazing. Um, Now, Feige was trying to pitch, uh, hoping that Disney's board would... Uh, was not familiar with the bad sales of characters like Ironheart and Miss Marvel in the comics, which is true. Everything, everything for the last ten years, it's been mo- like it's essentially modern Marvel has been mm-hmm. pretty bad. I, there might be one or two exceptions out there that I have not heard of, uh, but for the most part, everything that they've done, you know, they they re-released, I think, a new run of Guardians of the Galaxy where they turned Star Lord by, and it didn't sell. And they canceled it like two months. I think it was close to two or three months later because everyone's like, no, we don't want like we don't want this. Stop doing this. Stop messing with this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that's essentially the argument. Um, 
it seems to be so let's see he says he went on so apparently Chapek is using the lawsuit um a lawsuit that i guess he's putting in to prevent Feige from artificially inflating the success of these projects by incorporating incorporating and exploiting the actual stars uh running them in the pro- excuse me ruining them in the process did you see that part above um, where it said, hang on, scroll up a little bit. All right, look, look, right there. Yeah, the part where it says Feige, um, that over uh, the Bob called Feige out on uh, him trying to use, what was it? The original heroes to prop up the under uh, underperforming ones. Yeah, because um, well, apparently Bob doesn't want these no name. Yeah, so I wouldn't either. Yep. You. They just had this huge deal with Fox to get X Men back and Fantastic Four, uh, and I'm probably forgetting some some of the other stuff uh, that they got back in that deal. Uh, but they had the opportunity to really do something different with MCU and move it in a direction where it's like, okay, maybe the X-Men are now the central driving force behind the MCU. And we bring mm-hmm. in Wolverine, we bring in Cyclops, we bring in known, like well-known characters uh, to push this forward. Uh, yeah. And yep. instead of doing that, they're like, we're going to bring in all of the diverse characters that have come out in the last 10 years and pretend like they're just as cool and successful as yep. these other characters and they skipped over a lot of stuff uh now i'll give them credit and and we got a little bit man we got a lot of this kind of news to talk about uh, uh, today but they they are bringing out like moon knight who's like super super unknown he's basically batman it's so funny i i was i i don't know a lot about moon moon knight and i was watching a video about him yesterday and the guy in the video was like now a lot of people say that moonlight excuse me moon knight is exactly like batman and he goes just because he has similar costume design except it's white instead of black um gadgets and he beats people up with his fist i'm like you literally just described batman <laughs> and i know his story's just different just because he has a uh, symbol in the sky that appears from uh, a light a, yeah exactly like there's all <laughs> and of it's the, a detective out there uh-huh. <laughs> It's like, come on now, guys. Like, let's be. And I've actually, I've heard that before. And it's always funny. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that be like, well, here are the details, and they're not really the same. And it's like, okay. It's like, but at least be able to take a little bit of a joke that it's like they're kind of the same character. Like they just, yeah. kind of, they kind of are. Um, it's uh, yeah. So that's that's always really funny. But yeah, so uh, Marvel's kind of in some trouble because it looks like there's quite a bit of. Um, just drama going on Uh, and it doesn't help that this next story um that we need to uh was the one i saw earlier yeah so friday's box office from from this past this past weekend so this this will be by the time you guys hear this this will be about two um it'll be about a week out from seriously hate when they're trying to get me to buy stuff or whatever um uh this will be it'll be about a week since the uh, the weak box office or whatever, but mm-hmm. Eternals dropped seventy five percent from opening its opening weekend, uh, which was the case for uh, Black Widow. Um, I think it's actually in here. What about Ten Rings? 
Um, I think they talk about it. Let me see if I can find the exact. Didn't it have like the Ten Rings had at least at last I heard the third worst uh, opening ah, for a Marvel movie? No, that's not it. Not worse than Eternals because Eternals terrible. Yeah, um, it barely beat Clifford the Big Red Dog, which was also streaming <laughs> on Paramount. So. <laughs> <laughs> it probably here's the thing it probably would have lost to Clifford if Clifford had been uh, only in theaters I would I mean there's no way to know it lost to Clifford gonna, the big I'm, red dog yeah, I'm gonna be real I'm pretty sure Clifford's a better movie than Eternals <laughs> I'm gonna watch it to see um, like I almost want to go out and support Clifford just for for doing as well as it did to almost take take out Eternals a week later uh, it so it so says funny. Eternals dropped uh, 74.6% um, the second Friday that it was open, earning uh, about $7.8 million and bringing its eight-day total to 99000 So it, ha- it, it didn't even break 100000 its first week out. Man. If I'm reading that correctly. Uh, the MCU flick should cross the $100 million mark uh, soon. Or just one day faster than the Incredible Hulk after the 2008 release in midsummer. Um, the Friday That's Friday bad. drop, the Friday to Friday drop is the third worst drop for an MCU title, behind only Black Widow, which fell 80 percent um, from a 39 million dollar Friday, and Ant Man and the Wasp, which tumbled 75 percent from a 33 million Friday. Um, and it's like right there with Ant-Man and the Wasp. And to be honest, yep. the only reason people went to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp is because they wanted to see the after credit scene. Yep, that's the only that's reason. It. That's the only reason they went to that's see what it. I'm pretty sure it's the only reason the that time. I went to go see it. Yeah. Um, however, Black Widow was concurrently available on Disney Plus for $30, which cut into the repeat business and uh, post-debut theatrical revenue. Eternals is theatrical only with a 62% weekend drop on par with Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, blah blah blah. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. I it, it just it's not doing well. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like our podcast. Yeah, it's true. And then <laughs> and me, me just, personally, yeah, people are like, oh, you saw Eternals? What did you think? And and this is what I do a lot of the time now when it when it comes to the stuff. I go, how honest do you want me to be? Hmm. Uh, and most people go, oh, yeah, just I, I, it's cool. What, what do you think? I was like, I thought it was trash. I was like, it was absolute garbage. And then I will sit and explain why it was that. And people go, oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah, that was weird that that happened. Oh, yeah. Da, you know, <laughs> uh, pretty much. Oh, man. I so, had a friend of mine at here asked me about it. And I was like, dude. I wouldn't see the movie at all. I don't care if someone gave you a free copy of it. I wouldn't. It's that bad. It's not worth your time. But if you are, definitely don't go spend it. And Wait, it, Don't go to the movies to see it. Wait for it to come out on a streaming service because it is a task to, to get through. Then they asked me, what about Dune? And I'm like, oh, night and day. Go see, like, go see Dune mm-hmm. in the movie theater mm-hmm. and support it. Yeah. Um. So and this this is just kind of adding on to the fact that uh, Disney Plus um, did not hit its uh, predicted revenue for the year, and last week their stock had a massive drop. 
Nice. Um, I wish I had the the picture of it. I mean, it it caved pretty hard. Um, so, um, you know, Disney's kind of in a, in a weird spot, man. And uh, I've got another story about it uh, uh, in a minute. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say one of the things that I think the reason why these movies are doing this, you know, was it phase four? The reason why they're doing so bad is because they don't have a definitive plan. They're not like oh, reaching yeah. towards somewhere. And so they're just hogwashing it, trying to, you know, go about it movie by movie. And it's just terrible. Yeah. Like the reason what made what made phase one and I guess to phase three so good is because you had the definitive plan, right? It was taking you along an overarching uh, story with an end goal. And it, again, I think as we've have talked about this ad nom as nomium, what uh, ad nauseum, <laughs> ad nauseum. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, ad nauseum is that it's it's good for views. They should have they should have <laughs> ended it with what'd you say? I said it's good for views. <laughs> uh, they should have ended it with Endgame, or at least you know, as we have said, take a break, plan, yeah, pull a whiteboard out and say. Here is what we're going to do. So I've pulled up on the screen for Joseph to see, um, and if this makes it to YouTube, which it might, uh, everybody else to see. This is a list of all of the Marvel stuff, and I'm going to read this this out uh, so that people can hear. This is a list of all of the the stuff that Marvel uh, announced for Phase Four. Uh, and and remember that we've already had Black Widow, Shang Chi, and the Eternals. Oh oh, and the and, next. and um. Uh, WandaVision, yep. Kat, uh, the the Falcon and and uh, Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier and Loki, right? So you're talking yep. they've already done five things. Here are yep. the the other things coming, I believe, still in Phase Four, and this doesn't even count the rest of the movies that they're planning on doing. So you have X Men '97, which is supposed to be a These continuation. These are all TV shows. Yeah, this is all is all okay. going to be on Disney Plus. Um, X Men '97, which is a continuation of the original X Men comic from the '90s. Echo, which is about some random character from Hawkeye. Okay. Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is, I guess, another animated show. Agatha, which is about the villain from uh, uh, WandaVision. Marvel Zombies, which, okay, you can't do on Disney. Trying to do Marvel Zombies makes no, it just doesn't make sense. Nope. Uh, She-Hulk, which looks like Law and o Order with the Hulk. Like, I, you can see this, like, symbol <laughs> this this looks like something you would see on abc yeah they, the way they designed this which obviously uh disney owns abc but still uh miss marvel uh which is a very weird show and i'm really curious how they're going to do that um because the only thing anyone talks about is the fact that she's muslim like that's mm. that's her characteristic it's not about her powers it's not about the interesting stories that they've done with her they're like she's muslim that's her. That's essentially her identity in the the MCU. Um, Moon Knight, which the trailer looked interesting. I linked it in the show notes. Um, but again, it's kind of got this feel of being a mix of Daredevil and Batman. Mm. So if it if it's not interesting, it's like what's the point? You know, his sidekick is called not Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing is if, from what I heard, uh, he, one of his first appearances is as a, a villain um, to an old school character called uh, werewolf by night. So if mm. the show is about him fighting a werewolf, I might be on board just from like a 
that's kind of bonkers. But I'm still, yeah. I just don't trust him, man. Um, yeah. What if is getting a season two, so you'll get more uh, palette swaps in that, uh, which will, you know, I never, that's one of those shows I never even watched. It it looked ugly. Yeah. Like the I haven't watched man. it either. Um, I haven't watched any of them because I have no interest in watching any of the Marvel uh, TV shows. You're not missing much. I know. There's that's like, why. There's like some interesting ideas in WandaVision before they get to like the last episode. Where they're just like, and, and it's fine. I I will I will fall on that sword for us. I will be the one to I'll let to, you do to it. torture myself with some of this garbage. Um, though, look at all of this. You could torture yourself with Marvel. I'll torture myself with DC. Oh, How about that's that? fair. <laughs> um, that's a fair trade off. Yeah. Uh. It, yeah. Because you know I'm gonna end up watching most of that stuff too. Um. <laughs> I am Groot. So I guess they're giving Groot a show. Yay. Yay. Um, Ironheart, which is basically about um, a, a girl who like is basically just a replacement for Tony Stark. Mm. Um, I'm trying to be nice about it, um, but it's just it's a it's basically a a tokenized Iron Man. Um, gotcha. And then Secret Invasion, which, if I remember correctly, is about the skulls. That's uh, not skulls. Excuse me, the scrolls. And it's something that they set up in um, Joseph's favorite Marvel movie, um, Captain Marvel. Oh yes, <sighs> I'm pretty sure that's Hands where they, they set that up. Um, so yeah, I mean, but dude, I, I, one of the things I wanted to mention with this look is at, how Captain Marvel is no longer the worst movie they've made. It's now Eternals. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, I can't believe that there's a movie that was that's worse than that. Um, I know. But look at all of these shows. Like, it's like they're throwing everything at the board to see what yep. sticks. They have no real plan. And it's and for me, one of the things to where I lose interest with stuff is when with shows and movies is when there are too many, right? And yeah. I think one of the things we've talked about uh, often is how there needs to be a definitive endpoint and move on from it and move on to something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like one of the reasons why I don't care for Marvel. Cause I'm like, I don't want to follow this for the next 10 years of my life. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, especially last, when still, the plan yeah. isn't good. What's that? I said it won't, I don't know if it'll last another 10 years. Yeah. But you know, with what they want to do exactly. Yeah. Or I like with, you. you know, star Wars and how it's like, you know, you gotta watch this animated TV show and then watch this movie and then, you know, go to yep. the moon and read this comic. <laughs> and then, and it's like, guys, do you, I don't care about it that much. I got, and it's like the same thing with this is, you know, I guess leading into our, our next thing, but we don't have to talk about it right now, yeah, but yeah. the same thing with Lord of the Rings. I don't mind them. Uh, going into that because we've only seen the third third age and not even all of the third age but a, a portion so i don't mind going back into middle earth and expounding you know like you know the first age the second age and even you know even some things within the third age yeah um but i really i don't know like what else you would do after the battle um that huge battle that's in the uh prologue of the uh, fellowship but they're anyway gonna, they're probably going to make stuff up yeah, well, I was talking about like if, if that was the standpoint someone came right. from and everything before the Hobbit, but after that battle, right. I mean, there's some things, but I would just say doing the first age and second age makes sense. Um, but I just think it's like people, you know, you get this 
and I completely understand this attachment to something nostalgia. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a nerd when it comes to it. But again, good storytelling has a definitive end. Uh huh. And it's time for new things. And what is going on with Marvel right now from the, uh, the production side is that none of these people really know what they're doing and they had no plan. And this, and this is the, this should have been something that, if if hindsight had been a little better for for people people yeah. would have started to get worried about marvel after the last jedi mm. because it's the exact same thing that's happening yep the last jedi that's was the point. moment where everyone started questioning do they know what they're doing with this but everyone was so caught up still in in the middle of uh fa- the end of phase three yeah um with all the infinity war stuff um, mm-hmm. that they were I think they were willing to forgive missteps because things had for the most part even with some of the worst what people consider the worst of uh, the MCU it was like well we still like a lot of these characters we still like the general direction that this going in obviously Captain Marvel <laughs> was a misstep um, which actually I don't think Captain Marvel Captain Marvel was after um, Last Jedi but I think it, yeah. people, you know people were still willing to forgive the point that I should have realized, and there was a a, a bit of this that happened, uh, right. was in Infinity War, and we talk, you and I talk about this quite a bit, is in Infinity War where they have the random scene of like the uh, the brave women all joining together and going randomly. Door doesn't even make sense. We got this, um, yeah. And you're like, uh, and and you know, I don't, I can't remember. I've heard people tell me that there were like audible like groans in the movie theater. Uh, when when they heard that, um, I was just like, I ro- I know I rolled my eyes. I was like, come on now, like this is, it's like you you stop everything, all of this action going on for this specific thing. It's like, you know, and there are a lot of people that still don't want to believe that uh, that this is the direction that they're heading in. Um, yeah, man, and uh, it goes back to you know something Donald Glover said, which was people being too afraid to take risk, and now like you know certain characters can't have weaknesses or can't be made to look in a certain way and so it's creating npcs and it's just not interesting yep uh it's funny that you mentioned the last jedi because i was reading another article about them earlier today that ties into this um by bounding into comics to where they're talking about how patty jenkins is now off of the uh um a future star wars movie because she couldn't come to terms with the czar over star wars yeah. uh catherine i can't remember her last name uh and kathleen so, kennedy kennedy that's it mm-hmm. and kennedy. uh and so because you know it's uh, micromanage and so it's just disney and so i wonder if like you know with this director one of the things i thought about today is i wonder if this if the director that did eternals is catching too much of a heat because i'm sure that you know, she was not micromanaged, you know, um, that's why I like, you're not seeing a bunch of, according to bounding in the comics, a bunch of like top tier directors or well-known directors go to Disney to direct things because of the micromanage and the lack of a creative freedom. Like yeah. apparently she has more creative freedom with Warner brothers than she does with Disney. Oh, so. she definitely does. Um, I think Patty Jenkins is like, average at best as far as directors yeah. are concerned um I, wonder woman 84 is terrible um yes, and on terrible. on repeat watches of the original wonder woman it's not very good either okay so <laughs> yeah yeah the the first one I, that's 
I felt like I was the only one saying, hey, it's not like a a bad movie, but it's not like it's a, watchable. Yeah. It, a, an amazing movie that everyone's making out best, to me. I'm like, am I the only one that thinks this is like a an 80? She's like, I think it's, it's like actually, it I, I, I think that uh, the entire DCEU and this is a thing. And so, OK, to be fair, some of this is uh, is hindsight. And but mm-hmm. here's the thing. And this is something that you and I have to learn is sometimes when people give you good arguments that you didn't originally see or didn't agree with changing your opinion is okay right Mm -hmm. and this is kind of what happened to me and not not only has it happened with marvel um but it's also happened with a lot of dc uh because those movies are i mean an absolute mess yeah like a nightmare like a nightmare of a mess of a of, of movies Speaking of the first Wonder Woman movie, the Wonder Woman movie, the CGI was terrible. It's pretty bad. A lot of their CGI is pretty bad. Like um, just absolutely terrible for the budget and it's it is comical. Eternals was a lot better than that. Yeah. Uh like CGI wise. Take, take like Man of Steel for instance, right? Man yeah. of Steel is comically bad. Oh yeah. Because it's like it it's it doesn't make like so much of it doesn't make sense. Clark Kent in that movie is like a giant wet rag. And then the end of that movie has like a massive kill count. Like Superman's not saving anybody. It's like at one point, uh, because I was sort of rewatching a lot of this stuff recently. um, And at the end of Man of Steel, he literally uh, tells Zod that Krypton has had its time. He lasers through the ship that Zod is in and it crashes into like five buildings and topples him. And those buildings are full of people. I forgot about that. Yeah. And and that's no, not even like I know what you mean there. And, and there's just like all of this and this like destruction or whatever. Um, and it's really funny because they took the criticism from that movie. And in Batman v Superman, uh, there's a one like this one single line from from a character in it. Where they go, the city's been cleared. Just to like yeah. let people know that even though there's all this destruction happening, there aren't any civilians in the city. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is pe- people will look at something like Aquaman where they'll go, well, Aquaman made a lot of money. I'm like, making a lot of money doesn't mean it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. That doesn't, those two things Studios are not used to correlations. Know that. Yeah. That's why uh, Spider-Man got rebooted with Andy Garfield because they didn't feel like the third movie even though it did well in the box office, was actually a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, we can we can talk about DC stuff another time. It might actually be fun to to go back through those and uh, and talk yeah. about them on the show at some point because um, they are they are rough, dude. They are. Uh, I, like just shockingly like there's a scene in um in wonder woman right. So the yeah. whole thing about that is that she's supposed to be this um like pure of heart character mm-hmm. who is supposed to know better right right but she's and and a lot of people need to remember that she's in world war one not world war two and she's at the end of world war one so a lot of the germans that she's like beating the crap of out of and blowing up were like german conscripts at the time so like people who were like school teachers and were just kind of there because they didn't have a choice in mm-hmm. that and she just like shows up on the the scene right and just decides to take up this one side because Steve Rogers happened to be on that side and she just automatically yeah. trusts him to go along right 
And so this whole, th she's like talking about this whole thing about love is the answer, right? And love, you know, while she's doing this to all these people. And then <laughs> the way she resolves the movie is uh, that Ares is going to like uh, do whatever. He, he there's He's got a ton of problems as a, a villain, but her, right. her answer is essentially to shoot a giant laser beam through his heart. And it's like, I well, I That's guess. That's what I thought was all bad. Yeah, that, I mean, I think across the board people think the third act of that movie is really bad but when you really break down that her like whole thing is that it's like love should win and th that's the answer and then she's like skating across the ground beating the crap out of everyone and then lasers the villain through the heart and then goes okay i guess we're good and then like <clears throat> completely disappears and it's like world war ii happens she allegedly wasn't involved yeah. with that like all of these other things and you're like this makes no sense and her character arc, that you know, with it being Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman's my one of my favorite DC characters, and it just seemed like just a letdown of utilizing her, like kind of um, rising out from any type of stigma during that time that women had right. out of that culture, right? Yeah, and it just I don't know, she's it just she's seemed pretty, all from the Wonder Woman is in the comic books you know she, her writing wise in the two movies she's kind of kind of dumb yeah like her best her best performance is in bvs and it's mostly because she's not not like center stage and um, there's some people who don't like you said in in justice league no in bvs batman v superman, oh, batman v superman. oh yeah justice league too right yeah i mean I, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. <laughs> some people, I've heard a lot of people say they don't care for Gal Gadot as Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. I don't have a problem with her as Wonder Woman. Physically, but, like I think she fits the role fine, but she's not a very good actress. Yeah, that's um, what I would say. Like look wise, she has to look. Yeah, I think she's she's perfectly fine for, as far as the look is concerned. Um, it's the writing. I mean, like eighty four is a terrible movie, right? Yeah. This is supposed Wonder Woman supposed to be sort of at least from a mainstream culture. And I know we got to get to this Lord of the Rings story, but Wonder Woman's supposed to be a, uh, like supposed to be this iconic, like feminine hero. Right. Mm -hmm. And for two movies, she's basically pining over this man that she knew for a week yep. and go so far to get him back in, uh, 84 that she sleeps with someone without consent who happens to look like him because of the, the like MacGuffin of the movie or whatever. I don't know right. if MacGuffin's the right word for that thing, but yeah, it's the 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 center plot point of the movie. <laughs> and this guy, uh, it's like she he has been like I, I don't know. It it makes no sense, and they could have completely avoided that by just magically having him shown back up. That's like that in and of itself would have been just as plausible for the plot of that movie as someone else happening like having to look like Steve Rogers, and so she sees him as Steve or not not Steve Rogers, yeah. Steve. Uh, I know who you're talking Steve, about. Steve, uh, oh, shoot. I can't remember his name, though. Steve, whatever. I, have I been That's calling fine. Steve Rogers the whole time? <laughs> you have. I've just been rolling with it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're talking um, about. I'm like, oh, might as well be. Oh, man. Dude, now I got to know. Now I got to know. Oh, man. Chris Pine. Steve. 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 Lasso. Steve. Steve. Um, Oh, someone's man. gonna be yelling at me because they know Steve. What is it? What is what's it? What's he what in Marvel it? movies too? What is it? What is it? 
Steve Trevor. Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Two not, first not names. Steve Rogers. Oh Lord. Well, uh, on that note, let's uh, let's move on to this last topic. Uh, if I can find it in all my tabs, um, people are claiming that Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is racist. <laughs> It's always the racists that say that. <laughs> um, I, this was earlier this year, or this month in November. Uh, the website Film Updates and its writer, Bessie Smith, published an article claiming that, uh, excuse me, uh, that claiming that director Peter Jackson's The Lord of the Rings trilogy are steeped in racist imagery. So not just that they're racist, they are steeped, Joseph. In racist imagery. In it. The article was published on November 4th with film updates sharing it on Twitter, writing, when casting for the Lord of the Rings series was announced, the cast members of color were met with racism. They added, Bessie Devlin asked, did the all-white legacy of the original films breed this environment, and why have uh, the cast and creative team remained silent? Um, which, of course, is the new thing, by the way, for, for people that, that don't really know. It's like... You can't. You're no longer allowed to just kind of be like, I, I don't know. I don't have an opinion about this. Like you, if you not having an opinion is basically agreeing with uh, white supremacist KKK not uh, Nazis. Yeah, right. Because it's, it's so insane what she's saying. Yeah. Um. It, it. There's some like controversy that Elijah Wood went through. Anyway. Anyway. Um. They try to tie things together from you know with making points like this from what i've seen in different articles uh that make absolutely no sense trying to call i mean if you're yeah how distasteful of a person do you have to be to call someone a white supremacist when you have no basis of evidence like what we were just talking about on the tuesday show how the corporate media will just throw things out like they're fact that's what this that's uh, what everybody's doing. Yeah, that's what everybody does now. And then the minute you try to have like, even if you like, and, and this is why a lot of people at this point will tell you it's like worthless trying to talk to a lot of these people mm -hmm. because they become they're they're like uh, this hive mind where you go, uh, wait, so a movie or a series of movies that was about European lore, a majority of which is Caucasian. Uh, is racist because of this right um yep. and th there was some other stuff where they were trying to relate and she was trying to bring in this whole thing because i guess elijah wood bought an nft from someone who is quote unquote part of like the alt-right or whatever and he like apologized because of course he did because everyone's trying to like save face um i bought uh, something for someone i didn't check into him to see what yeah or him or her to see what they support yeah yeah and it's just like it was like a piece of like art or whatever um this golden zombie um, and it says uh, he would eventually issue an apology after previously purchasing some NFTs uh, as well as being gifted one. I was made aware of some of the artist's prior disturbing cartoons. Upon learning this, I immediately sold the NFTs as I wholly denounced any form of racism. Um, even though, yeah, it's, it's just weird. Uh, he added, I donated the funds from the sale uh, to LDF, which I don't I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know what LDF Black is. Black Lives either. Matter. Uh which it's just like, oh my gosh, dude, these people literally bought mansions with the money that you were donating to them. Why are you like, yes. come on, let's be a little more aware. Um, the other thing, like, listen, okay. If he found out like this guy, you know, had 
was a KKK guy, had Nazi memorabilia, all that stuff. Okay, I can understand being like, no, I'm going to sell this or get rid of this or whatnot. Um, but, I mean, it's just like, be like, hey, you know, I didn't realize this dude or woman, you know, did this, whatever it was, as far as if it was whatever meme. I guarantee you, know, you with the it was blown media, out of, It's probably something. Yeah. They're probably making it more than what it is. Mm-hmm. But without seeing it, without having seen the evidence. That would be my and, guess still. Yeah, it would still be my guess too. Mm-hmm. But without seeing it, it's like, okay, well, it's not like he went and researched the artists or whatnot. To, uh, I know. Just, and it, dude, uh, he's not burning crosses in people's front yards. Like, <laughs> People, calm down. It's like the Facebook drama we were talking about uh-huh. earlier before the podcast. It's um, like, come on, people. So there's this show. Uh, so I think the it's saying the uh, the writer goes on to claim that two of the show's actors were flooded with violent racism, um, de- uh, degrading racist jokes, and assurances that the show would be a disaster due to woke and uh, to going woke um, and. Uh, tellingly featuring explicit explicit sexual content which we've talked about yes uh, yes that's yes. why it's not going to be good because yes. just like eternals that's the only thing that they're focused on and the again just like eternals they brought in some uh like fresh-faced 20 year olds to write this epic yep. yeah and who who even knows how much control they even have right right and so uh, they also brought in Bad Robot, Bad Reboot. I'm sorry, uh, Bad Reboot, which is uh, Jar Jar Abrams' um, production team that's really woke and has destroyed previous franchises. So I think you know, I you know, I'm I'm hoping. I think studios. It seems like with James Bond and some of the marketing coming out that they're getting. What's the word? I'm a wiser. Uh, I don't know if I don't want to say use that strong of a word, but at least they're they're coming out and like you know they're marketing like it's going to be woke and everything, and then it's, it's not what you think it is. Right. At least you know with James Bond it was that, and I th- can't think of the other few movies I was trying to reference. But I think you know are they trying to do things? Will Amazon try to placate that crowd and? some minute way it, to where it's not no i think it's going to be a lot more overt that's oh, i think that's my theory if, uh, it's, if it's what i just said then that'd be easier to stomach you know what'll you be know? somewhat telling i think hmm. so the circle uh the wheel of time comes out next week which is another fantasy series that they've already yes. as far as i'm aware i've only read the first book um, okay. and it's very long and don't kill me wheel of time fans but i didn't think it was very good <laughs> I think it's a little like long winded and it takes forever for anything to get going. Right. Um, which is a criticism you hear. I know people love it. Hey, more power to you if you're into it. Uh, but I, I just wasn't, wasn't really digging it. Uh, but apparently they did like a ton of race swapping in that and, and they're mm-hmm. changing. Um, I think they've even changed the sex of some of the characters. Um, so it's like, and they're not doing that. Like, and here's the thing. And like, I, I'm at the point now where, if people try to come with arguments that are directly attacking like you or me or anybody else who's pointing this stuff out, I'm not even going to acknowledge them. And it's just going to be like, come back with better arguments. Mm. Clearly, you don't know what you're talking about because you can't actually talk about the source material like we can. Yeah. 
Because that's what I mean. I, I was just trying to. I created an entire list in one of the previous episodes um, in the show notes to where it was an entire list of other cultures and some epics and some, you know, fantasy uh, stories from their culture yeah. that you could easily expound the world off of and do what you want to do. And then guess what? You can actually create a good original story that people want to see. And if it's, you know, from like, for example, black Panther, if they do a story from Africa, right. With that, just use this yeah. as an example. It's all black cast. Hey, guess what? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Right. You know, maybe if you do something that like you travel to South Africa and you know you see a white person okay yeah that makes sense but um you know it's just so yes it's it's like people are again i understand people coming from this idea of representation but you can't sacrifice good storytelling good storytelling on those type right which you would think that you wouldn't have to you would think you wouldn't have to if you want to do, okay, but. well, I want representation <laughs> and everything in, in film, so I'm going to go look at this film from, I don't know, Asia or wherever and bring it to light. None of that. It's no, let's make Batman, um, you well, know, think- a, a Cowboys fan <laughs> so that, you know, you know Joseph, what I'm saying? So Joseph or, feels included. Yeah, he so must, I feel he included. must have a Cowboys poster or some sort of like he's watching a Cowboys game and rooting for them in the movie so that Joseph knows that he's been represented I, on screen. I always go back to Aliens, right? Or Alien. Yeah. And Blade. Blade? Yeah. Any, like so many different. Like anything that Denzel Washington has been in. Man, what's the. Like yeah, why, that, why is it. And, and there's it's so many movies mm-hmm. to where I don't have nothing in common with the character, right? As far as I don't look like them you know, potentially don't act like them, but I can feel for them with what they're going through in the story arc. And I can understand why they made the decisions that they made. And that empathy comes in and you start caring for them. Right. Of course. And it's just, but uh, here's the thing. Crash is a good example. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing uh, though. Here's the thing. Go ahead. You and I both agree that that's the direction that they should go. Yeah. But they're never going to do it because they don't have the creativity to do it. It's like, it's for, for to see like, um, modern cinema, whether you're talking mm-hmm. TV or movies, to do to take a risk and do something with a completely unknown product, even if it was one of those things that you mentioned, like one of those uh, those books, like if they found something in there that they were like, oh, this is a good story, they'll never do it because it's not popular. And if they, right. it's it's easier to race swap, sex swap, uh, whatever the case may be, just to make tokenized characters out of previously known characters because they think and they believe that that is what will help them sell yep. uh, tickets, it's, books, whatever the case may be. Taking a known IP and, you know, accomplishing those things because mm-hmm. then you don't have to be they did it with creative. The, and Yeah, they did it with the Equalizer on television recently. They turned Denzel Washington's character into a black woman. <laughs> And, and I didn't know that. yeah, I'm a, I well, I mean, there's a show on TV where it looks like that's the case and I'm, I'm pretty sure it is because I mean, and to, it must not be very good cause it's not as if any, anybody's talking about it. Right. Right. But they do this all the time and it's because they're lazy. No one has any sort of vision for anything anymore. Um, and that's what it is. It's not, Oh my God. I like the word 
like calling someone a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, whatever the case may be, whatever like quote unquote like slur they want to throw at people nowadays, it doesn't work anymore. Nope. Th- those also words just meaning because when you call everyone <laughs> they have no power, that, yeah, it loses its power and meaning. Yeah, but they've spent so like all, all these a, a lot of the time it's like elites or a lot of these um, mindless drones who who follow. Uh, Disney, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek, whatever the case may be, whatever prop, pop, name a popular franchise, right? Um, right. Anyone who's essentially a stand for them, uh, who's just part of the hive mind, you can't have an argument with them and show them this stuff without them bringing one of those things up. And it's not an yeah. argument as to, like, that's not an argument. Again, it's like my new catchphrase. You, I, if I, if I come and I'm like, hey, well, the story sucks. And the only reason they're doing this is because they think it's easier to get rid of all the redheads um, and change them to black characters instead of actually making new characters who spend the time being developed to be beloved characters the same way someone like Mary Jane was or um, mm-hmm. freaking Ariel from the Mermaid. Right. The Little Mermaid. So that's all I got. I mean, we're, we're over the hour. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything you wanted to add? No, it's not surprising, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it, you're you're right. It isn't, and um, we can't expect him to do better at this point. Um, nope. I, I uh, hopefully don't... we're wrong. Hopefully we're wrong. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm past that. Probably not. <laughs> no. The you know I I I had mentioned. It I just before. don't understand, man. I just I don't understand like. You want this, you know, you want your, you know, this type of character or whatnot. There's so much, there's so many reboots going on and so many properties being destroyed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why can't you just take what a author has created from whatever culture you want to and just bring that to life? You understand, like, Peter Jackson put his own twist on Lord of the Rings by, you know, Sauron was actually, uh, um, had a body in uh, the actual books. Right. Um, but he took it and made kind of Sauron more mysterious in the eye and the eye actually being able to Sauron to be able to see everything that was going on and the books were the planeteer. And so he created something, made it his own and it completely worked. Right. Even though there are many ways in which the movies are different from the books, both of them are great in their own right. Right. Um, yeah, I was, it just comes back to the fact that they're not creative yeah, and, and, again, and people have he, to, he people got, to, people need to kind of like chew on this. This is yeah. the same thing that's been going on with the Marvel stuff. People are yeah. like, I just don't want to believe, I don't want to believe it or I don't believe it. I think you're wrong. I'm trying to stay hopeful or whatever. And I'm like, why are you putting your hope in something that for one, it's clear what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And two, a group of people that generally based on either political or personal feelings, um, and, and I'm separating those two because you're, you're political for political reasons. They hate you. And because you have personal feelings about the product that or like the franchise that they are currently destroying, they also hate mm-hmm. you. And yep. everyone's going like, no, I just want to be hopeful. I think it'll change. I think it'll be different. And I'm like, you're, you, there's nothing. What are you hoping in? Yep. Like what? I think we're just in that decline right now, but hopefully we're not. Or, I mean, we are in a decline, but hopefully it rebounds. No. I, it's, I, I guarantee you what's happening right now is the pendulum swinging into independent creators, people who yep. are outside of the uh, cent- like centralized Hollywood. Um, they're going to... It's going to be a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not easy making movies. It's not easy writing 
books, it's I'm especially with books. Like, not only is it hard to write a book, it's also hard to get something that people actually latch onto uh, mm-hmm. on a mass scale. Um, this stuff takes a lot of time, and it's why uh, you know we've been really ha- uh, like uh, uh, championing. I can't talk tonight. Um, it's okay. <laughs> making a big deal out of the fifty-one percent. Yeah. Just go fifty-one percent away from people who hate you. Like, why yep. are you going to spend money on companies now? Obviously, with you and I, like, I, I, like, I'll probably pick up Disney Plus so I can like run through a whole bunch of things. But we do it because it's part of the content, and we want to be able to talk about this stuff to continue to try to get people like into people's heads that this crap is terrible. And you need to stop, uh, like, you got to stop supporting this stuff because they hate yep. you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like they don't, they don't want anything to do with you. So, I know, yeah, I know it sucks. I don't think I have anything else to add. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is episode 47 of The Underground. We'll be back next Tuesday uh, talking about all sorts of crazy stuff. We got, we got a, uh, so far, a couple wild stories to talk about um, next Tuesday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, y'all, uh, take it easy. See ya. Politics ruins everything. Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort so question as if you Warshack Horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped It ain't that you can't see Cause you can find it homes It's that you don't want to You cope by putting the blinders on I've been trying to find some kind of way But I've kinda known that y'all would rather whine and lash to nonsense Cause your mind is gone I can't save every person in politics And it's bringing the worst out the very earth And every perk of living on this turf Is being chipped at and nerfed But I can't sit back and lurk I've got to hit back I'm certain it's my purpose it's a beautiful thing too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial up looking for answers. Now what underappreciating was candid. And 20 years later, we got computers that hand fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table, got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight. The type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up, Jack. Your trifle is subject. Your life would right if you give up that. You're mad at nothing, not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad sack that gets aggravated. And now you pay it forward. Let people make your blood boil. Emotions firing like microwave foil or the oil. They annoy you. You add another snack for the wrong reasons. Election years now seeming like full blown seasons. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather, control. Your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.